Welcome back to the Unqualified Huddle. Once again, here, talk about LFL. Me, the boys. Hello, how you doing? Championship weekend. Woo-woo. I mean, Sunday games now, only. That's the only downer for it. No Saturday game, as well as a Sunday. I like that format. The two Sunday games. What? Wait, you, wait, you like no Saturday football? No, I love Saturday football. I want Saturday and Sunday. One, one of the things I do like is I much prefer the times that these games are on than what they were like what they normally are normally like our later game is at like one in the morning at least this is at half 11 so i'll probably be able to stay up and watch the whole thing yeah. rather than like having to go bed at half time especially when it's the chiefs and bengals you're definitely staying up to watch it for those of you uh listening in the us it's 11 30 p.m it's a the sweet UK, spot for a championship game here like this is this is like living the dream but, it's lovely delightful but we have had the last saturday game until like next December, until December time. Well, yeah, for NFL football, that is. I mean, look, there's other there's other football out there for those who want to go source it out. You know, European Football League, the XFL is starting up again. Oh, XFL actually might be a good watch. Uh, <laughs> but, I know, might I might try and catch some of that. Let's see but, how it goes and let's see how but, long it lasts. I, don't put any respect on the European Football League's like name there. Just you know, <laughs> well, I've seen our local Leicester team play a few times. That's Simon, in, thank you very well, much. Th- th- not in the most recent few, like history because I haven't played there for a couple of years now. Yeah, so it's not been recent. Who said it was recent? <laughs> then the, the might actually be watchable now. <laughs> that is uh, very, very true. Um, and you know, they're no longer the water boy, so it's good. <laughs> uh, I was the starting setup for our two championship wins while I was there. Thank you very much. Anyway, moving on. Let's talk about Better things, I say better things. Bill O'Brien, uh, earlier this year, earlier this week, signed as the new offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. I mean, it makes sense, right? He has a relationship with Mac Jones, coached him in his last year at Alabama. He was really successful as the OC of the Patriots. He's got a relationship with Bill Belichick. He's a really, really good OC. Are they? Are they tied to the hip with Mac Jones? Though, I don't think so. I don't know. I, I think you say that. I think, Matt, I think Matt Jones is all right. Like, I feel oh, like... Get out of here. What? You can't blame Matt Jones if you want. Maybe... Maybe... Maybe watching Andy Dalton for a year's, you know, <laughs> warp your mind there. But... All, uh, all, I'm, all I'm saying is rookie year in the league, he was 85. Not that I take much notice of this, but he was number 85 out of 100 top NFL players. Vote by the players. By the players. Voted by the players. No, so that's unless if you know more than the players, Sean, at this stage. I know more than the players. Some of these players. <laughs> Have you looked at his receivers? They're terrible. Well, Have you, you looked know, at you know which receiver plans? they won't be getting anymore? DeAndre Hopkins. You think DeAndre Hopkins is going to be? Yeah, yes. That's, yeah, yeah no, that's that, that's not going to happen. But I I don't think it needs to. I feel like. They spent a lot in getting like people like Hunter Henry there and Johnny Smith, and I think Bill O'Brien could basically utilize these players, which haven't been utilized since they've been like put there. Yeah, and... let's not forget Bill O'Brien is a really good OC. People just don't want to give any praise to the Patriots organization; they never do. But um, outside of the Patriots, eyes, but I mean, Bill O'Brien I, can make Mac Jones really. I I don't really think good. it's exciting. Like I don't feel up it's an exciting hire. It is sort of like a a handshake hire because it's just one of Bill Belichick's friends. Like it's a guy that Bill Belichick knows. And I feel like when you with the Patriots now, it's only ever people Bill Belichick knows, like who's he's friendly with, that get hired there. 
Yeah, well, they tried to internally hire. That didn't work. Joe Judge was apparently in shouting matches with Mac Jones last year. And even Bill, uh, apparently Bill Belichick was even having go. I mean, Joe Judge is not liked in a lot of places. I imagine some Giants fans, uh, players. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't the right. He's a special teams coordinator, and well, Matt Patricia is a line coach. Well, he did the. He was the DC for the Patriots and the last Super Bowl run, if I do remember. No, he was a special teams head uh, coach. Joe uh, Judge was. Teams. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about Matt Patricia. Well, Matt you Patricia's an OC. Yeah, he was there. You, dis- you disrespected him. No, he was the DC. He was the defensive coordinator Who? when they had the Super Bowl. Wait, 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 wait. You're talking about Matt Patricia, right? Sorry, yeah, I thought you meant Bill O'Brien then. I'm losing my <laughs> mind. Matt Patricia, yeah, he's a defensive guy, but he was coaching offense this year. Yeah, that's what different. I mean. It was it was completely bonkers, that whole coaching setup from the get-go this year. So, like, yeah. to, to take anything away from this season for the, the New England Patriots and use that as, like, an argument as why this guy's not good, this guy's not right... I think it's absolutely rubbish because, you know, it's a bad season coaching-wise for them, which then led on to the field. Yeah, and talk about coaching changes. The Cowboys um, have let go of O-line coach Joe Philbin, the former head coach of the Dolphins. They've got rid of running back coach Skip Pete. Uh, George Ed was their senior assistant. Um, and they also uh, didn't give uh, contract to their assistant head coach, Rob Davis, which as well as a few other coaches. Um, does so, that mean so, that they're getting make, making changes on the defence? Are they thinking about Dan Quinn leaving? I mean, there's been a lot of talk about Dan Quinn getting some looks as a, as a new head coach elsewhere. Otherwise, I don't, really see, I don't really see why Dan Quinn would need to leave because realistically, that defence has looked a lot better since he's been there. But that's, could... that's the reason why he's the hottest name, according to the rumour mill. Um, yeah. Denver wants him, AZ wants him. And there's the, the Sean Payton news. It's a bit hot and cold. One day, the rumours are everyone wants him. Russ has asked the, the Broncos uh, front office to get him in, and it's up to Sean Payton. And then a day later, it comes out that no one has interviewed him a second time. Well, he's, he's got a second interview, but with the Broncos. So that's that's looking the most likely place he might land. Benjamin Albright thinks they're not going for Sean Payton and there's concerns about his staff as well as the contract he wants as well as off the field stuff. He hinted towards off the field on one of his replies on Twitter from what I gather, but it's just hmm, there's more to Sean Payton thing where teams aren't as hot on him as the media likes to be hot on him. And we've discussed Sean Payton's reign with the Saints quite a bit and his coaches so maybe teams don't want Sean Payton as much as everyone, well, the media like to think they do. Well, it's it's mainly Sean Payton that puts it out there that he's he's well wanted. But you know, irregardless, like back to Dan Quinn, who I think it's more important to talk about. That at this very time, um, he might be the hottest coach, but I feel people have to remember what he did when he was the coach in Atlanta. He had one good season there, like when he was the head coach there. He had a good season where he went to the Super Bowl and then flopped. And, and the defence could never generate pressure when he was there. He didn't out, hit a single edge rusher. Well, they didn't have any edge rushers. That's the thing. He's gone to, he's gone to Cowboys and they had two well, of the better edge rushers in the league in Demarcus well, Lawrence. Well, he did train on Michael Parsons himself and was part of that process to get him in. Come that on. that defense has been shaky though at times. I know it's seen as elite. He's had some shaky performances where yeah. you're like you can't trust this Cowboys team. It's the same old yeah. Cowboys. 
But what people like about Dan Quinn is his personality as a leader, right? So maybe as a head coach. I mean, this I feel this cycle of head coaches is a bit more of a letdown than years past. I don't, I don't think it's a letdown. I just feel people have to take a better risk with like who they're trying to get. I mean, there's some hot names out there that I think will be perfect as head coaches. You know, like D'Amico Ryan's like one of the biggest names that I can think of right now. Former like, star player as well, so he knows the locker room well. So like people like like you, you just go and take some risk on people like him, and I feel like that would be the better way to go than going for a tried and tested approach of getting a guy that's been there and done that. But then saying that, you know, the same could have been said for Doug Pedersen last year in uh, in Jacksonville, where you know they were looking at getting someone in like Byron Leftwich was one of the people that was being talked about signing for Jacksonville, and we talked about that. They went for Pedersen, the guy that's been there and done that, and it steadied the ship there. It's done well. So, you know, maybe maybe the right approach is picking up something like that. I, and, I just don't and, know. And these names change year after year, like, completely. Like, now Byron Leftwich is not under consideration anywhere. Last year, I don't remember Dan Quinn being considered at all. Um, and it's... it's I, well, that's because Dan Quinn pulled himself out last year and he rejected all the interview requests because he wanted to stay in Dallas. Yeah, I don't, don't blame him. I don't blame him. It's, Someone it's else worked, worked for him, though, betting on himself. So if you, could, if you guys could pick one coach, who would you hire out of this whole cycle? If it was your team, to one head To make it run. Shan? Dan Quinn. Well, uh, ideally, I would, I would actually pick Frank Reich, but I, no one would yeah, nice. nice. uh, Yeah, I mean, if it, I would say those two, and then I would put Shane Steichen, the OC of the Philadelphia Eagles. I think he's done a tremendous job the last two years. As the OC and the Andy Reid tree, just it's a nice tree. That that offense looks unstoppable right now. Um, well, that that seems the best scheme, better than uh, Patrick Mahomes' Kansas City. Scheme well, right we now. we can talk about that in a minute because first of all, we need to talk about other offensive coordinator news in the fact that that Denver Broncos former head coach Nathaniel Hackett is now the new offensive coordinator for for the New York Jets, which for me sounds like hell if you're a New York Jets fan. Well, Shamo looks quizzical about that, but he made know. Blake Bortles the number two ranked pa- uh, offense in the championship <laughs> game. He made the Bills' offense look okay. Yeah, what what did he do? I get it. I get it. I get it. But do you reckon? I I'm not a Russell Wilson fan, so uh, the man about the man. what he achieved in Denver. I'm saying he's not a good head coach, but as an OC, he's got a decent track record. You look the man at OC, is Adam Gase in disguise. <laughs> Absolutely. No, because Adam Gates was never a good OC. Don't, oh, no, but, is. no, he's no. not. Like, you, you call him a good OC. What has he done in the last like three few years? Wait, wait, that wait, impressed wait, wait. You? Before you say Blake Bortles to the playoffs, didn't yeah. that Jags team have arguably the top five defense of the last decade? Yeah. When they went to the championship yeah. game. Yeah. And they had and they had playoff Lenny running the ball like an absolute steam yes. train. And they had Jalen Ramsey, they had Clayus Campbell, all these players were at the top of their game. That was a pure defensive performance. It's 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 hard to remember because that Jags dynasty completely failed thanks to Coughlin. <laughs> but Blake Bortles was not the reason. Flop, flop the next year. But he wasn't bad, I don't think, in um, Buffalo either as the offensive coordinator. No, I mean, but... and he, he had to work with. Um, Guys like Kyle Orton and EJ Manuel. They were but his my, guys. Sorry. But my thing is, what have you done for me recently? And recently, he was DOC in Green Bay, but he didn't call plays. And you've okay. got Aaron Rodgers there. 
he's then gone to Denver, where he did say he's going to call plays, made an absolute hash of that with another talented quarterback, no matter how much you want to say, Russell Wilson, stop pulling faces at him. Like, he's gone there and done that. And now you're telling me, if you're the New York Jets, you're getting him in when you don't have a quarterback. Like, at the minute, they, they don't really have anyone. They'll probably get someone in, right, in free agency. Let's be honest. Though. The Jets are probably going to look at getting either, like, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, one of these guys. No, the, the link now is with uh, Nathaniel Hackett there. The whole story is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. But, no, I, I think that's a lot of smoke and mirrors. Like, the well, same... The, the, if you're Aaron Rodgers, are you really going to go spend your last years in the NFL at New York Jets? Well, he might that, like that. Oh, come on. He doesn't, come on. He doesn't seem like a New York-type personality, right? But my biggest question is, would he want he to play Woody Johnson, who I believe is the uh, Johnson & Johnson's heir, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and he was so. having a shot at Johnson & Johnson for the vaccine, by the looks of it. So, would he want to play that? Well, I, I, I just don't see him playing for New York Jets. I can see the it. of his career. But it's not because of Nathaniel Hackett. Like, that's... I, I I can't get behind that. Uh, but let's, like, the whole hiring process is, again, a lot of the time in the NFL, you connect the dots with who they're friends with, who they've worked with before. And Robert Sala and Nathaniel Hackett were together in Jacksonville in 2016. So they know yeah. each other. Well, it's, it's just who you know. Like, it's basically, the NFL is who you know in a lot of cases. I it's assume you know. all these head coaches are Nepo babies. <laughs> a little bit. But, I mean, at the end of the day, people hire their friends. You know, people hire their mates. We don't hire each other in our line of work, but hey-ho, it's not, we, we work not in the NFL. We work in completely different lines of work. Uh, so uh, wait, we could have worked all together. We could have. I'm sure at some point in our careers, we could have just joined out straight after uni, joined the same role. Yeah. Uh, let's, not go, let's not go on tangents. Well, no. All right, moving on. Let's talk about this Philadelphia offense then that Fennel was very excited about. Against In this game that they're coming up against probably the best defense currently in the NFL right now, do you still think it's going to marry up? Offense wins championships. This yeah, is 2023. Like, I don't care about defense winning championships. You need a, you need a decent defense. But um, three teams here have powerhouse offenses. And the 49ers are held back by, I don't want to say Kyle Shanahan, but they're not a quarterback-driven team. Well, they're, they're held back by not having an elite quarterback. Let's let's be fair. Like the other the other three quarterbacks in the in the discussion here are probably guys that you'd put in your top ten quarterbacks, if not higher. Top like, five. Yeah. So then, if if you've got guys like that, Purdy, he's had a nice season so far, but he, he he's not in the discussion for a top ten quarterback. No. So then. So then, because of that, they are hampered in that way. However, they they are probably with the Eagles on a par, maybe with like the most loaded roster. Yeah, no, you by by far these two teams have the best rosters, top to bottom in the NFL, and I think they're both extremely well coached. Like you won't have any issues with the, these two teams as coaches, but their defenses are really formidable and drives them there both these teams are built really really well on the lines o-line d-line and i think out of all the playoff teams remaining they've got the best strength um there out of the four teams yeah i i i agree with that i feel like the, the like you compare these two teams with the teams in the afc the these trenches are 
better complete units. The the Eagles one for me is arguably better. I would say that the the Eagles have the best offensive line and defensive line in the NFL today. Um, I would say they've got the best offensive line. They've got the deeper defensive line, but I think the talent, the starting talent on the Niners is better. I disagree. Just because this Eagles defensive line this year has been an absolute revelation. And yeah, maybe that is to do with all the switching and all the personnel packages and stuff they can bring in, like the different personnel. But even if that's the case, then fair play. I mean, it doesn't help as well. One of the 49ers, I think it's defensive end, has been arrested for domestic violence, right? That happened over the weekend. I don't know the I don't know the chap's name. I'm afraid. Ah, oh, yes, there was, there was. Um, let me let me carry on trying to find that whilst you guys carry so, on analyzing this game. So like they, these these are like the the best talent wise like that. But then it comes down to me for skill positions and stuff. Can the can the Eagles match up skill position wise to the Forty Niners like on offense, for example? I think receiver wise they can, but outside of receiver, they don't match up. Yeah, but Jalen Hurts, you've got the Jalen Hurts factor. Like Jalen Hurts factor, It's two yeah. plays in one. Yeah, that's uh, true. But then there's a Christian McCaffrey factor. Anyway, the player we're talking about is Charles Amenehu of the 49ers. He will be playing. Uh, the head coach, okay. uh, Kyle Shannon, said he will as they let the investigation carry out separately. But they'll be playing him. The Philadelphia Eagles are one of the most disrespected uh, powerhouse teams I can remember because they finished the season 14-3. and if Hurts doesn't get hurt, they finish maybe with one loss. Yeah. Let's not forget they lost to the Saints, which is you know kind of deplorable this year. Um, and they lost to the Cowboys, which they actually played close with Gardner Minshew. This team would have maybe just one loss coming into the playoffs. And they've shown no signs of slowing down. I think they're, they're the team to beat in the whole of the, the playoffs. I, I, I completely agree with you. I feel like the 49ers, like I think people have got like this swagger about the 49ers, but I feel it's it's really misplaced just because they're coming against this absolute powerhouse team that hasn't really been secret about it for me. Like, throughout the whole year, yes, Hurts got hurt, but then after that, he, he's come back. Last week, he showed he's still there. He's still the guy. And 98 like, and 7 against the Giants, who who beat the Vikings. Yeah, yeah and they just run it, ran the ball down the Giants' throat that game. But I don't, you can't do that against the 49ers. No way are you running them down. Not against uh, Greenlaw and uh, Werner. They, I, don't, they... I don't know, because that, that Eagles offensive line, that yeah. people didn't think they'd be able to do it against the Giants as well as they did. But they absolutely yeah, but there's, there's no, crushed them. There's no Bosa and there's no Eric Armstead. And the linebackers is a big difference. Yeah. The Giants as linebackers, Jalen Smith and co, they're not even close to the 49ers The, the 49ers defense haven't played an offensive line or quarterback like Jason uh, Jalen no, Hurts. But I reckon that's why this game is so intriguing because these two teams are the best two teams in the NFC by far. I, this I, is arguably more interesting. Uh, I, actually, I actually think as well the the Eagles defense might not actually match up well with this 49ers offense because the way that the 49ers are so creative, I don't trust a lot of like outside of like the defensive line. I, I the Eagles' defense sort of worries me a little bit. Because they play against the pass, don't they? They're very aggressive D-line that want to get sacked the quarterback. That's how but they want it. Like, I, feel, I, feel like so McCaffrey, I feel like McCaffrey's going to hurt them, though. Like, I feel like McCaffrey could take advantage of that. I feel like the screenplay like, to Debo and stuff like that will get a lot of like looks and a lot of love. 
I, I just feel like there's a lot that this 49ers team throw at you that, that makes it close. And that's why I can see why people are, you know, backing the 49ers as much as they are. But overall, this has to be the the Eagles game, right? It's in Philadelphia. You know, that's that's going to be tough for the 49ers to go into. It's a tough environment for anyone to go into. Yeah, one player who you overlook, and I'm sure you, you hate me mentioning him, but CJ Gardner-Johnson has been such an acquisition for this team. And he he's an X factor on defense for them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, has, hasn't it. played. He hasn't played. Philadelphia love picking off Saints players for cheap and making them do really. All well. right, let's pick the game. We don't need to talk about this anymore. Let's pick the game. Uh, okay, I'm going 49ers. Actually, I think they match up well to the Eagles team. So I give me the 49ers. Disagree entirely. I'll go with the Eagles just because I feel like this is the the better, more complete team. And hey, you like... picked the Giants last week to beat the Eagles team. So don't give me that. That's, that's very true. But that was, that was me jumping on a Daniel Jones hype train that I should never have got on. So, you know, I, I, I owned up my mistake. I, I had egg on my face. I owned up to that mistake. This Eagles team has been the best team all year. I don't think this changes. Yeah, for me, I'm picking Eagles all the way to the Super Bowl. Cool. So the, the later game, uh, Cincinnati Bengal versus the Kansas City Chiefs. It's an exciting matchup as well. Like we we talked about how excited we were about this first matchup. This matchup as well is perhaps as excited in a lot of ways. Maybe not because of the the talent of the teams and stuff, but the talent of the quarterbacks is there. Oh yeah, and the best. I would say the best two quarterbacks in the NFL. I'd say the best two in the NFL right now. Like for me, right now, definitely. Right now, you disrespecting Jalen Hurts. And I love. I am. You're right. I am. I love the fact that they're playing in Burrowhead because Joe Burrow <laughs> loves beating the Chiefs um, and in Arrowhead and against Patrick Mahomes and has done it, what, three times now? Three it's, times, yeah. It's, so, it's a great mental motivator because not no other team can go in and do that against... Uh, have and, that confidence. and it's against Patrick Mahomes who's coming off but, an injury. But he, he's, Burroughs has mentioned, he doesn't take anything into that. He's not going to take these Chiefs lightly or anything like that. And I sort of agree with that take from him. Like, I, I, I think he will have that mentality because you can't take this lightly. Yes, you've beat them three times, but you can't make it, take it lightly and think, oh, it's going to be a walk in the park. This is still the Kansas City Chiefs. They are still a juggernaut like team in the NFL. Um, yeah, Mahomes' injury. He apparently is not as bad as his high ankle sprain he got a couple of years ago which that's really not saying much no, but it, the, if you watch his video of his practicing he's running around jogging with no limp even um there's no boot there's nothing like that he practiced on the way yeah but I, I also think if it was a high ankle sprain it's very different how practice is going to be to how it's going to be in a game when you've got like sam hubbard and trey hendrickson like having hits at you and even, you know, let's be honest there, they'll probably have a cheeky like, little swipe every now and again yep. if they get close enough. You know why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't and, you? And after that, like, he's coming into this with an injury. Like, it's not going to take much for it to be re-aggravated. Yeah. Um, and it's easier to get away with it in practice. I'm sure it looks fine. But once you get into game time, when the opposing defence really wants well, to hit you, when, when you're actually taking contact, that's the main difference, isn't it? Because in practice, as the quarterback, you're not going to take a hit. Whereas when you get onto the field, you know the sacks are coming. This this Bengals team could get after a quarterback, right? They do it in multiple ways. They they disguise blitzes from their like corner, uh, the nickel corner. 
Like they, they do a lot of things to get to the quarterback. They're going to get to Patrick Mahomes because that's just what's going to happen. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see if he's able to withstand it and like stay in the game. One player who has a lot of pressure coming into this game is Eli Apple. <laughs> he, he's been he's been mouthing off on Twitter. Um, he got burned just the other day, um, and because the the Bengals managed to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, he not the Kansas City Chiefs, sorry, uh, the Bills. He's he's been he's actually like they've won the Super Bowl already. He he is just one of the worst NFL players. Just because of this, like how he is, he's he just plays it with a chip on his shoulder. Though he feels like everyone's against him because he gets burnt a lot. Because he just gets burned a lot. Like that's the problem. Like realistically, mate, you're not that good compared nah, to. Yeah, I want him to have a moment team. in the spotlight. Let's give Eli lo- uh, Apple some love. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Like the the guy is a liability for a lot of teams. Yes, he makes a play here and there, but there's a reason why you've bounced around so many teams. Is that you are also a liability in coverage. Like, you get beat. It's as simple as that. So, I like that he's mouthing off. And I like the I like... NBA comparison where Eli Apple is basically Patrick Beverly of the NFL. Um, those of you who watch the NBA will know exactly what I mean. I have no idea what you're talking about there. I don't watch the NBA. Anyway, anyway th- that, that's enough conversation about Eli Apple. We've given him <laughs> more than enough due. No, no, no. He gets his due. He gets his due of me just trash-talking him as being the worst cornerback in the last four teams left. It's, it's like the fourth best cornerback on his team or the fifth best cornerback on his team. He's only played because of injuries. Still in the AFC right. Championship game. Now stop. Now stop. I'll stop now. Like, <laughs> want to talk about right, who, who's, who's better, Burrow or Mahomes? Who's a better quarterback? Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes, easy. Mahomes is another tier. But yeah. if, if uh, Joe Bobby wins this long. game, if Joe Burrow wins this game, Mahomes. if Joe Burrow wins this game, Surely he's going to say, I've beat this guy four times now. Surely I'm number one. No. And, and is because, it just because I don't make the splash plays? I, no, I, I don't think it's that at all. I, I think that, yeah, it'll be good. But at the end of the day, football is a, it's, it's a team sport as well. It's not just Patrick Mahomes versus Joe Burrow. Tell, tell that to Tom, Tom Brady and all his Super Bowl rings. <laughs> no, but Tom Brady is a team was... around him for, for, for all those Super Bowls. Like, at the end of the day, there's... 52 other players on your team. It's not just the quarterback. Like, there's so much extra going into it. So, I think on a skill level, like, you comparison the pair of them, Mahomes is over Burrow still. He's got a yes, pair of arms. But if Cincinnati win for the next all of off season, you're going to hear the Bengals have the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, but Unless if they, and, and if they, they win, I don't mind that, Chad, because they deserve some love. Uh, like, Burrow well, deserves his respect at that point. I, but my question going into this match, we've talked about the um, Hubbard and um, Hendrickson. What we haven't talked about is, can the Bengals replicate their performance from the Bills' game, or their O-line specifically? Because they're going to have a tough time. They've got to slow down Chris Jones for them to have success in this game. But I, I feel like they have more, they'll have as much chance in this game to slow down that Chiefs defence than they did the Bills. Because... Outside of Chris Jones on that defensive line, who else have they really got that makes you stand out and pop? There's not really anyone. Chris Jones uh, Frank is Frank Clark is, is okay, but they're ah. playing three backups. That's the worry, right? They're playing three backup yeah, O-lines. They did that against the Bills and then went out and trounced them. Like, you know, but there was it's... a snowy weather that helps, right? Uh, well, it won't be. I, I think I the know. Bengals 
sorry, sorry. I think the Bengals would have more chances um, in this game. They won't have to be as mistake-free, partly because I don't expect the Kansas City offense to be 100%. Like, if you had a healthy Patrick Mahomes, then I think the Kansas City defense becomes a big factor. For me, the Bengals offense will have enough opportunities where it's not one of those games that, you know, you're, you're fighting for every minute of possession. I, I don't know. I, I just don't, I feel like this Bengals offense is clutch. Like I feel like that's just the only one I can use to describe them. They make the they make the plays in the right moment and the right time in the game. Same with this defense, actually. Like the Bengals defense is also clutch for me. They make the plays at the right moments in the right time of games. Well, it's the running game that's been lackluster compared to years past that you expect Kansas City to be able to shut down. But that clutchness factor, they do get big runs. Mainly from Piran, but Mixon as well. Um, oh, don't don't disrespect Mixon like that. Don't I mean, disrespect him. I mean, he finishes, he's a nasty runner. He finishes. All right, right. all right. No, no shade to Mixon, but Piran needs some love as well. Um, they've uh, they've got a decent running game when they need it. Yes, I I agree with that, and I feel like they will use it. I feel like that's that's one of the things I like about the Bengals. A lot more than a lot of like other teams in the NFL, they they'll continue using the running game. Like they'll continue going back to it. And I think it helps because obviously, th- their main talent of offense, no disrespect to their running backs, is T Higgins and Jamar Chase. Right, that that is their talent. They, they Hayden Hurst was, looked good in the last game as well. Like you know, yeah. their skill positions at receiver is, are are basically what what makes this Bengals offense scary. So, like, to, to get that complimentary help from your running backs is really nice. And I just, I don't see the Chiefs being able to shut it down. I really don't. I feel like it, it will be a shootout sort of game where it will be a bit back and forth. But I feel like the Bengals' defense has a bit more opportunity to shut down Patrick Mahomes and potentially Chad Henney when he has to step into the game. So, my picking list is the Bengals. Yeah, you're picking Bengals, okay? Bengals as well. Picking the Bengals as well. Oh, oh! So we all believe that Joe Burrows is Patrick Mahomes' daddy, is what we said. I just don't think the Chiefs have enough weapons outside of um, Kelsey, and I think (laughs) the Cincinnati Bengals would do a much better job than the Jags would have stopping. It's all right. Um, Burrow will get found out by Jalen Hurts, who's the real quarterback king. Right, How you doing, Did you go Chiefs or uh, yeah, Bengals? Bengals as well. Bengals. Okay. You just ruined my ending, so we have to talk about something else so that I can end it on something else now. Well done, Shab. Good job. <laughs> thank and you. I'm thank up, you. I'm on the show. We'll end it there. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. Hopefully, you enjoy the week as action. We'll be back with you next week to recap what's happened, talk about any more news and juicy bits. Until then, see ya. Peace. Bye. Thank you.